Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hello? Hey, uh, hey, Lyle. Um, uh, good to talk to you. Uh, this is this is Dan. Uh, Dan, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's going all right. Um, I, I mean, I, I called in to talk to you about something specific, you know, man. Um, basically, uh, I've got an estranged sister uh, who I haven't spoken to for about seven years, man. And uh, I used to follow her social media just to make sure, you know, she's she's healthy and alive and she posts pictures with her friends and stuff and uh you know she went she went dark about about six months ago and uh you know um since we haven't spoken to each other for seven years um we've we've only texted i mean i i don't know um what she's doing she doesn't even give her address out to anybody um but uh i, I guess i'm getting ahead of myself but um she moved across the country to la to become a musician slash actor seven years ago when she was 18 and uh you know that's that's why i haven't spoken to her she just uh doesn't talk to her family anymore um and anyway she she went dark on social media and uh i'm thinking i'm thinking about trying to find her um just to make sure she's alive still when is the last time that you talked to her uh uh, on voice or do text messages count? Yeah, text messages. Te- text. I would say text count. All right. Yeah. So text. Um, 2019. Um, we we spoke around my birthday on text messages. Just uh, you know, she said she was doing well. Um, she was a uh, substitute teaching at a school, which is kind of kind of weird. Um, for somebody who doesn't really have any um education background. Um, and uh. Yeah, she was doing all right otherwise. And, um, you know, at that time, uh, she had trouble making rent. So uh, I sent her I sent her $3,000 to to hold her over. Really? You sent her money? Yeah, yeah. We, we grew up poor. So um, I was, um, our mother died when I was 14 and she was 10. And uh, I, I took that and studied uh i studied computer security got into hacking uh went to work for a tech firm after college and uh like so i i could i could afford to help her out um mm. you know like that hmm. so the last time we talked to her was in 2019 you gave her some money and then uh it's been about three years and you were sort of yeah, just we, following we were- her on social media up until about you said six months ago she just stopped posting Yep. Yep. Completely. No, no likes on her Twitter, no, uh, tags on her Instagram. Um, Hmm. nothing. So she moved to LA when she was 18. And then as of 2019, where was she at? She was, yeah. So, um, I sent a check to a PO box in, in LA. Um, okay. So she, we think uh, she's still in LA. I, I still think she's in LA. I think so. And tell me about the rest of your family. Your do you have any other siblings? No, no other siblings. Um, my mom was a single mom. She died. We went to live with our grandmother. Um, our grandmother raised us. Um, part of the reason maybe I don't talk to her is she lived off my grandma's credit card for about her first three years in LA. Um, and grandma, grandma got into a hundred k of debt on her credit card and had to take out a mortgage uh, to pay it off. A hundred K of debt. Your sister used your grandmother's card 
for a hundred thousand dollars in three months? Three years, sorry. Oh, three three years. years. Okay. Still. Um and your grandma had it, no it, idea. I mean, I, my, my grandma's just too nice. She she wouldn't say no to her, right? And, and I, my sister, I think, is just too dumb. Or not dumb, but she doesn't... I don't think she ever knew the value of money. Um, because grandma would just pay for whatever. <laughs> so, um, so I, I don't really blame her for it, but yeah. After it, these, these seven years, how much contact have you had with her uh, throughout them? Just text messages, maybe once a year. Uh, and usually it would be me sending something like a happy birthday and then she sent something back a few weeks later and then, um, you know, that's, that's about it. And, uh, just that kind of communication. Okay. So sort of once a year on her birthday, you're keeping tabs with her on social media and throughout these whole seven years, she's posting on social media, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's posting pictures of this friend. She was in a music video for a pretty famous rapper. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah. All right, so you're you're keeping that, tabs on her gone. still. You're you're seeing what she's been up to. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to make sure she's like okay, she's not like uh, bad stuff can happen if you move to LA as an 18 year old girl with no no life experience. So you know, I'm just keeping an eye out. And when you guys were growing up, what was your relationship like? Pretty distant. I was, I was kind of absorbed in the computer. Um, I was really into computer hacking and, you know, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really socially interact with anybody, even my own sister, um, other than like the casual, like, um, I guess like, we, we'd go to family events together and uh, that's about it. But uh, we weren't, we weren't really super close friends or anything um, other than, you know, the, the shared trauma. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you say shared trauma, uh, um, what is it that you're referring to? Yeah, I mean, our mom died when um, we were kids, so um, she took that really hard, and um, she went to a lot of therapy. She got diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder, um, and, uh, you know, she tried to kill herself um, once, um, and uh, so she kind of had some poor mental health the whole time. Hmm. So... You said, I know you sent her three thousand bucks and you text her happy birthday, but when's the last time you really got into it with her on the, whether it was on the phone or in person or, or even in text? Yeah, in text, um, definitely before twenty nineteen. I think twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen. I I put it straight with her on. Um, well, when, when when we cut off grandma's credit card, I put it straight with her. I, I told her grandma can't afford this. She actually had to take out a mortgage to pay off her debt and um you have to get like a job to to cover your expenses and um and like it it was hard to be angry i mean she 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 kind of understood um she she just apologized for it and uh i i mean it wasn't like it was a, an argument. It was like, oh shit, I, I've been fucking up grandma's credit and um, uh, my bad. Uh, I really didn't mean to do that. So that, that was like when we really got into it about, um, you know, what she was doing at the time. And when's the last time you saw her in person face to face? Seven years ago when she, the day she moved out to LA, um, I, I, I drove back to her house from college and, uh, you know, said goodbye to her. Um, she took a car. She, she actually moved with a friend from high school, um, this, this girlfriend of hers. And, uh, you know, they were going to make it make it in L.A. as uh, musicians and uh, models. So, hmm. OK, so she went dark on social media three months ago. You haven't interacted with her since 2019. And it says here you're thinking about hiring a private investigator to go find her. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I mean, I got money now. Um, I, I reached out to her still. Happy birthday every every year. Um, but uh, she, she, doesn't, she hasn't responded. And um, now her social media is dark. So uh, I, I'm thinking of just hiring a PI. Like, find where she's at. Who she's living with. Um, does she have a job? I mean, does she have a drug problem? I, I don't think she would ever tell me if she has a drug problem. Um, so, what is it that is making you 
decide now that you want to start putting in a lot of effort to go find her? I turned 30. <laughs> so I, I feel bad that um, I kind of haven't spoken to her. I, there's not any real reason that I don't speak to her. Um, so like maybe I could go visit and say hi. I, I mean, she's one of the very few blood relatives I have. So um, I, I feel a need to connect. Hmm. Right. I was going to say, so, so your mother died when you guys were young. Where's what, what's your father up to? Yeah. My father, um, is kind of a beach bum, um, in Florida and, uh, he, he's just out of the picture completely. Um, hmm. he, he's, uh, he's aging, uh, gracefully on the beach in Florida. Um, just, uh, doing odd jobs around there and he doesn't, it, he was out of the picture very early when we were young because uh, they got a divorce. And so my mom became a single mom uh, when I was like six years old. So um, it was, he, he's mostly just out of the picture completely. And do you have a, a wife and kids in your own family? Yeah. Yeah. So I got married to somebody I met in college and um, I, I don't have any kids yet, but we're going to buy a house and have kids. That's the idea. Um, in, in the, on the Northwest coast. Um, so yeah. What does your wife think about this whole situation? She, she supports it. She thinks we should try to save her if she's in a bad spot, like maybe have her come live here. Uh, minimum wage is really high in Washington and she could get on her feet and, um, you know, live off our couch, go to community college or something or, and, uh, um, maybe, uh, she supports me. <laughs> she thinks uh, she thinks I should help her uh, get on her feet if she's not. That's that's good that your wife is uh, supportive of you wanting to do that because I, I could see that you know if she weren't supportive, I could see it being some some sort of a conflict. You know, like was she cool with you giving her the the three thousand bucks? Yeah, um, we talked about it for a while, and uh, I mean. We, we weren't even sure it could be for rent. Like, if it's for drugs, that that's really bad. Um, that would sure. buy her a lot of drugs. But, I mean, um, we had no way to confirm. And uh, my wife was cool with it. Um, 3000 bucks isn't a big deal to us sure. because uh, just just our circumstances now. So, hmm. You know, I find it interesting that you're, you're you know, even with that whole thing of, of her running up your grandma's credit card for $100,000... And not knowing sort of what her deal is, if she's addicted to drugs or sort of whatever it is going on with her, I, I, I am impressed that you still have this uh, uh, connection to her and this desire to help her, even though things seem like they've gotten very distant. It's really hard to tell if she's like a manipulator or or not. And I, I want to believe she's not, right? You, you want to assume... Sure the good in everybody um and that she's just a unfortunate circumstances um she didn't know what she was doing and uh you know so and with this private eye what is sort of the first step of trying to find her are you going to provide this pi with her instagram photos or you know I guess maybe they'll Google her name and try to find where she lives. Do you have any idea what that process is like? Yeah, so I have a dossier I've kind of kept on her because, I, I mean, uh, I'm a computer hacker, man. Sure. <laughs> finding, uh, finding people is uh, kind of part of what I do, too. And uh, so I've got her P.O. box. I've got all of her friends that she's spoken to on Instagram, like kind of uh, timelined out. <laughs> okay, this is sounding really creepy, man. But um, I, I would just scroll through her Instagram, collect the different friends she communicates with and who, who comment on her posts and kind of have their names tagged to these identities. And so I've got all of these in the doc and um, I've got her P.O. box. I don't have a real address. Um, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send all this to a PI agency. I, I talked to one on the phone, and they're like, okay, well, first step is finding her, right? Um, they're going to find her, her current address and where she's at. Um, and uh, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Uh, maybe they can look at county records and stuff. But um, 
if I give them all this info, the friends she talks to, um, that I could find at least, um, and maybe maybe they can make it happen. Um, and that's that's the hope. And uh, they said it would be about a thousand bucks to 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 get this uh, initial uh, like just finding where she is. So I am curious about a couple things. I want to talk to you about how you feel like you'll react in uh, a couple different scenarios, right? Like, let's say you hire this private investigator. They find her. You put all this effort. Not not even just the financial stuff, because the financials seem like they don't matter to you. But you're putting in a lot of, like, thought and, like, emotional energy into finding her, thinking about her, speculating about whether or not she's safe. What happens? What do you how do you think you will react if you find her and she just doesn't want anything to do with you because she's whatever her reason is, maybe she is addicted to drugs and she doesn't want to get better or maybe she has her own life that's happy or or whatever it is, whatever her reason is, what happens if you find her and she doesn't want anything to do with you? How how do you think you would react to that? I would be I would be ecstatic, especially if her life's going good. Um, I, I, it's okay if she doesn't want to anything to do with me, um, you know. But I I would just I would be happy that uh, well if, if she's going through some trouble and she doesn't want anything to do with me, I I'm not you know if she's in a bad place, I I think I think the way I would react is I might fly down. Um, to, to see her face to face, um, you know, to to at least um, see emotionally how she is, um, mm. it, because it'll, it would be a bit different if we talk on the phone or something. And uh, she says she wants nothing to do with me. Um, I, I mean, actually, I, I, I might I might respect her depending on what she says on the phone. Well, I would respect her. Uh, opinion there. right i guess uh, i guess what, uh, what i guess it sounds like what you're trying to say is like if she was like hey my life is going great don't worry about me then you wouldn't fly down there but if, if you heard her say like if she was kind of coming at it and you sort of suspected maybe like she it does have drug problems and that's and she knows that you want to try to send her to rehab uh uh and so that's why she's avoiding you if if i mean this is all in a hypothetical but uh, if that were the case, would you would you fly down there and be like, okay, maybe I'll get through to you if if we're face to face? Yeah, yeah, that's that's my thought. Like maybe we can at least reconnect. You know, um, we're the only family each other has, really. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you said your dad's a beach bum. Before we go, I want to I want to hear some of the perspectives of the family members. You said your dad is a beach bum. Does he have? Yep any care or any sort of desire in the same way that you do to reconnect with your sister? Uh, yeah, he's always been sad that she doesn't talk to him. Um, but um, he's, uh, I mean, I don't even talk to him um, because he's so uh, just kind of out there. Um, he he made some really bad life choices. I mean, I talked to him on his birthday, happy birthday, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fly down to see him all the time on the beach and uh, this kind of like state he's in. He's uh, uh, he's he's just kind of a negative person. So um, being around him, um, it's very negative, uh, always, uh, always negative. So, you know, I I try to avoid that as much as I can. Is there anyone else in your family, like a fucking cousin, your grandparents you've been mentioning, anyone else who's like sort of in this with you or are you kind of just doing this all alone? Yeah, my grandmother and um, my uncle, um, my grandmother's son, um, he, he knows of her. But um, yeah, he he kind of had a falling out with my sister because she uh, a- anyway she had some mental issues and um, she said some shit when uh, she was visiting my uncle about how she's gonna go crazy because my uncle has the perfect family and she can't stand it. A- a- anyway, my uncle um, uh, would also like to know that she's okay, um, but uh, she she definitely doesn't want to talk to my uncle. Um, 
So. What happened with her and uh, your uncle? Well, I don't want to get too long into it. It's not. It's not that interesting. It's just uh, sure. she was visiting with with me for Christmas. Um, she she had like this mental breakdown about how my uncle has like a perfect family, and uh, uh, then she had to leave early. Um, she she took a flight back early because uh, um, uh. she couldn't she couldn't cope with uh, my uncle and uh, how nice their family situation is. Sure, a little bit of jealousy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting to hear that. I don't know how long ago this was, but it's interesting to hear that because you can kind of tell from that that she's jealous of your uncle having, quote, a perfect family. I don't know what your uncle's family is like, but you can kind of tell that, like, from that, the family is important to her. So, you know, I think it's it's a cool thing you're doing because I, I, I don't I we I guess neither of us really have any idea what her thoughts and, and feelings are about her family about you about uh you know sort of her her relationship to back home but she could be kind of waiting for you possibly to to find her and it could turn out that when you do find her it'll mean a lot that you're back in her life um and it's it's very compelling to me to see you putting in all this effort not knowing how she feels about you, not knowing if when you go to see her, if she'll want to see you and then answering to me when I asked you how you would feel about that going, I I would be ecstatic just to know that she's, you know, safe and doing well. So, uh, this, this is a very much a display in my eyes of, of unconditional love and caring. And, uh, you know, I, I respect it, man. I wish you good luck on your journey. Please call back in if uh, you don't think you find creepy? anything. We'd love to hear. You don't think it's too creepy, man? Do I think it's creepy? Hmm. Could be creepy. I have no idea. I'm just going <laughs> on the internet. Thanks, Gecko. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Of course. You as well. You too. Bye. That was Dan. Let's see. Is it creepy to stalk your sister to see? Well, look. <sighs> Intention is important, I think, when you're judging people's actions. A lot of people don't agree with me. A lot of people don't think intention is important. But I think intention is important. And his intention is just to make sure that she is um, safe. And it was interesting when he mentioned the uncle thing uh, that she was jealous of the fact that he had a perfect family. Like, you can kind of ascertain by that that she, you know, family is important to her. I'm thinking about my own sister. I'm thinking about if she dropped off the face of the earth for five years, you know, would I do the same? Would I compile a dossier and uh, stalk her with a private eye? And if I did, would that be creepy or would that come from a place of this is my sister, she's the only family I have and I love her? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the judge to say whether or not it's creepy, but I hope he finds her and I hope that they have a, uh, a good reconnection. Hope that she's doing well. And I thank you to Dan for sharing that story with us. It is interesting that at the very end of that call is when he kind of out of left field said, is it creepy? Which means to him, and I understand why, because if you're compiling a dossier and, uh, you know, it, look, if you're, if you're scrolling through some girl's Instagram pictures and, um, compiling them into a dossier, doesn't matter if she's your sister, a part of your brain is going, is this creepy? So I understand why he, uh, Maybe has that inkling in his mind, but again, I think his intentions are um, are pure. He wants to make sure that um, you know she's safe, especially when he was describing all of those like mental health issues that she had and potential drug problems and and whatnot. Uh, that he just wants to make sure she's safe. So, um, I think it's coming from a good place.
Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hello? Hello? Wild? Hey, is this Rome? It is. How's it going? How's it going? Um, It's going... Decently. How is it going with you? Not too bad. I had a story for you. A story. Give me the like, like the short version of it for. Actually, let's let's do the short version. What's the short version? So basically, I used to be a new model at my college, and when I changed one day and put my clothes back on after I was done with all that stuff. I was walking to my car, and when I sat down in my car, I noticed there was uh, poop in my pants. But I didn't have any, like, thing really notifying that I was like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. There was just, like, sudden, it's like someone else pooped my pants. Somebody else pooped in your pants. Yeah. And Where were you keeping I, your clothes while you were nude modeling? It was like a storage closet that pretty much it was like everyone had access to it. So it could have been anyone. It could have been like the teacher or the TA or one of the students. Mm-hmm. And you are 100% sure that somebody else pooped in your pants. It was literally... It was almost like it showed up, like, extra-dimensionally. Like, by, I didn't feel it at all when I was walking to my car, but as soon as I sat down, it just was completely wet down there. It was all bad. What was even worse was I had to clean it up. So pretty much, instead of, like, having to walk all the way back, I was like, maybe I have some wipes in my car. But I only had alcohol wipes and... I don't know if you know this, but that shit really burns. You had alcohol wipes, and you yeah, they're like for a car. They're like for cleaning your car. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you use them on your asshole. Yeah, and it burns a lot. Now, what are your working theories on who might have pooped in your pants? So this happened like probably like two or three years ago and I've been thinking about it ever since. But my theory is that it was most likely one of the students or the TA because I was watching the teacher the whole time and he didn't move. Okay, so there were the a couple... There were a couple. Yeah. Uh, There was a couple people who I thought were pretty suspicious looking that left like during the actual session. So it was there's this one guy who he had like some kind of like facial um, problems. Like I think he was like a burn victim and it kind of messed him up pretty bad. But I feel like he thought that I was uncomfortable with him. 
because he would get he didn't he couldn't see very well so he had to get up like really 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 close to my nude body and i it, it would make anyone uncomfortable so i feel like he possibly thought that i was uncomfortable with him so in retaliation he pooped my pants you think that this man okay so the, this guy he was sort of hard of sight and so he had to get up closer to you yeah. to draw you and he thought you think that he thought that you thought that you were uncomfortable and so in retaliation for you being uncomfortable with him staring at you he pooped your pants yeah the best up world were there any animals loose in the studio by any chance because are you 100 percent sure that no. it's human feces this was definitely human it was very um runny it was and runny. There was a lot of there was a lot of it. I didn't see any animals. But when you first went to put your pants back on, how did you not know that I there, didn't was poop, feel it. there was poop in there? You didn't see it. You didn't feel it. I didn't feel it or see it. I literally just put it all in there. And by the time that I had walked out of the building, crossing the whole parking lot, and sat down, that's when I noticed it. How do you think this will affect your nude modeling career from now on? Are you going to keep a closer watch on your clothes when you take them off? I definitely will. I thought about doing it again, but the, this has always kind of haunted me. I was afraid if I ever like started it up again that I'd literally just get pooped on again. Yeah, this would definitely affect my decisions on where to place my clothes and how far to place them out of my sight in the future. And... Um. Hmm. So you really don't know who did it? I really don't know. There's like a couple people who I'm suspicious of, but it happened so long ago, I can't really do anything about it now. But I just, the story always comes up in my brain and I thought I'd share it. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer? Uh, definitely watch your where you put your clothes. You'll never know when someone might poop in them. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Have a nice night. I am not convinced that that guy did not poop his own pants and is in the most extreme amount of denial of all time. But who knows? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, Raquel. Oh, shit. Uh, hey. <laughs> I just got put in the queue. I was like, what? How okay, is uh, we're life doing going, it. Raquel? Life's going very well. I just left the grocery store and I'm heading home. I got some frijoles negros and ribeye and a lime. And a lime. Wonderful. And a lime, yeah. Um, Raquel, what yeah. would you like to talk about today? Um, well, I uh, have a current boyfriend who really enjoys um, bukkake porn. And a lot of weird stuff I found in his, like, search history. And uh, I don't know how to feel about it. Basically. Okay, well, let you me know, ask originally you this. Originally, I was off, very off uh -huh. the bat. Off the actually, no. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to hear the rest of what you had to say, and then I'll and then I'll attack you with my questions. Well, originally, I was very disturbed. You know, kind of confused, but you know, I'm really trying to come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
All right, so you found Bukake porn in his uh, in his search history. Was there anything else that you found that you were disturbed by? It was just a lot of spit and just it's just very like gang bangs and just really gross stuff, man. Really gross stuff. All right, Raquel, I gotta ask you. You gotta come clean with me yeah. here. You gotta be honest with me yeah. here. Why were you looking through your man's search history? Okay. <laughs> I found him jerking off in his car okay. on his laptop, and he quickly, okay. like, shut it and, like, put it away. And I was yeah. very suspicious. <laughs> like, why he felt the. Well, I understand why he felt the need to do it in this car because he, he probably knew that I would, you know, be uncomfortable with it. But it made me even more, like, curious. So. Okay. So, do you guys live together? Yes. So, you guys live together. So, he went down to his garage to watch this type No, just his car, like, outside in the parking lot. Okay. So, he went into his car. To jack off yeah. to this porn that he knew that you wouldn't want him to watch, and so you yeah. got on his laptop and looked at his search history. Yes. Um. I mean, I'll give you my take right away. I don't think okay. you should have looked at his search history. I don't think that's cool. Okay. You know, I think that if you guys, if, okay. you if you're in a relationship with someone, whether you're your friend. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever it is, it's not cool to look through their phone. It's not cool to look through their internet search history. You know, it's. I, I think that was a, yeah. a pretty. You know, I think you sound like you know it too. That was a violation of privacy. I don't think that was cool. Um, but we're here. The evidence has been gathered anyway. Why are you so upset yeah. with the fact that he likes bukkake porn? Why is that a big issue for you? It just feels like too much of like a it feels like it's offensive like towards women in a way like mm -hmm. it, I feel like the way that he views women is kind of skewed and like it's just like they're kind of crying and they're throwing up and <laughs> I just, okay, actually, let me get deeper into this. Let's, let's do it. So I had an ex, I had an ex who was a Buddhist monk. And I adopted a lot of beliefs, conservative beliefs in regards to porn and substances and having to kind of like withhold yourself from those kinds of things. And at the beginning of my relationship with my ex, he was really into kind of weird porn. And um, when he stopped and withheld himself from those things, his mental health greatly improved. Um, our sex life got a lot better. Um, and I just adopted a lot of, I guess, conservative spiritual beliefs because of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying not to project that onto my current boyfriend because I've okay. come to understand that everyone, you know, finds yeah, their own. Yeah, because I mean, look, you you bringing up your ex right, you bringing up your ex right now is like, you know, look, you're with this new guy now. You know, you were yeah, with yeah, your yeah. ex boyfriend, and now he's your ex boyfriend. And now you're with this guy, you know. And so I I don't think it's fair for your relationship for you to be bringing up your ex and sort of things well, that are going not, on with him and then recontextualizing like, that for your current relationship. It's more like I just adopted a lot of, I guess, Buddhist beliefs and I'm just okay. trying to come to terms with his lack of them, I guess. Well, let, let me ask you this. 
have you uh, talked to your boyfriend about all of this? What was that conversation like? I mean, he he doesn't like it either. He says he has a love hate relationship with with it, and he agrees that you know he does need to, you know. Stop watching it as much, and he says it like messes his brain up. So, okay. I mean, he probably still does it a lot, but I mean, yeah, I stopped looking through his stuff when the first time I looked through it. Traumatized. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean. You know, look, we've already established, and I think you know that that you really shouldn't be looking through your significant other's phone and emails and yeah. search history and all that shit. Um, it's good that you talked with him about it because uh, you know he should be in on the conversation. Um, yeah. So, wh- why again? Why again are you bringing up your ex boyfriend who's a monk? Well, I mean, we had a, he left me with a lot of books, Buddhist books and texts before he left. And I mean, I became Buddhist myself for a while. Um, I kind of put that aside just because I realized it was kind of closed-minded. So this whole journey kind of coming out of being more fluid in my beliefs. Um, I guess this is just a hurdle, you know, in my path. Just trying to come to terms with. Yeah. (laughs) So you feel as though your boyfriend has exhibited behavior or thoughts or uh, things along that realm that disagree with your Buddhist beliefs. And that's why you're bringing it up. For sure. For sure. Okay. Uh, How important are your Buddhist beliefs to you? I think they're, they're very important because I've learned a lot from them. But I realized that it kind of made me a more, um, judgmental person sure so yeah i'm they were really important to me at a time but i'm trying to kind of move out of that and become more open-minded well i mean i i have a couple thoughts about this so you say it's made you a more Mm -hmm. judgmental person um you know you're looking at your boyfriend and you're like this guy does not share the same set of beliefs as i do and, you know, mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between using your beliefs as a way of judging your boyfriend or looking down upon him or villainizing him uh, or versus simply just saying, you know, perhaps we share different beliefs and that's OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kind of reconciling with that. So, you know, I agree with you, you know, when you're saying that it's making you more judgmental, I I think that it's okay to have certain beliefs that you live by and that you used uh, to see if you're compatible with other people and that you use to kind of bond you together with other people who share similar beliefs, as long as you kind of take the judgment out of it when you encounter people who, who don't share those beliefs with you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, I, I, how long have you been in your boyfriend for? Two years. Two years. Okay. All right. Yeah, so look, this years. is one sort of little thing. It seems. Okay. Your boyfriend likes bukake porn. Um, how was, how's everything else going in the relationship? Um, oh wow. He, he just showed up. Um, it's going well. Um, he's trying to get in my car. Uh, it's going well. <laughs> it's okay. going really well. 
Should I let him in my car? Okay. Should you? Should, you're asking me if you should let him in your car. <laughs> I don't know if he'll interrupt. I'll let him in. Okay, great. I'm on the phone with the gecko. Yeah. <laughs> should I, can I talk to him? Oh my god. Yeah, you can talk to him. Give me one second. Should I, should I not mention anything Wait, about what we talked about before? Oh my god, he just left. No, because I told, I told him that I would talk to you about it. I told him. And and okay, and wait. how did he react when you told him? When how, how did he react when you told him you would talk to me about this? How did he just react? Y yes. Uh, he's shocked. He's blushing, and he's staring at me. Okay. Is he with you right <laughs> now? Yes. He just talk to came him? in my car. Yes. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. Speaker, not on speaker. Oh, God. Yeah. Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, what up? Well, what's your life like? Chaotic. Why is it chaotic? Um... I just feel like I wasn't set up well. From the beginning. Okay. And. And learning how to create it yourself just takes time. Um, like, what are you to create what you want? What are you attempting to create for yourself? Something more stable. Okay. Do you feel as though uh, your situation currently is is stable at all? I would not say so. No. What do you think would make it more stable? I don't know where to start. You know, because the way I look at things, it's like a like a table. Yeah. And my focus. Is shifting to all these different things on the table but i see all of them at the same time however if my focus goes goes too far into one thing then i lose sight of everything else what is your focus mainly be going into lately mainly bullshit <laughs> to be honest what kind of bullshit it's like a lot of weed okay like video games which sure. I haven't played in like years and now I'm just like getting back into it I don't know I feel like I feel like I'm no I know where I'm going and and I have faith in myself I guess like I don't I don't know what else to have faith in what is your relationship like with your girlfriend it's uh Up and down, yeah. It's up and down. Yeah. Um, like sometimes we're the exact same person, and then mm -hmm. sometimes we're two different people. What do you think you guys differ on? Probably our motivations. What motivates you? And what motivates her? I don't necessarily know what motivates me kind of a feeling like like I feel like you know I'm capable of anything but you know for good also you know everything has an opposite but I feel like I can literally do anything I want but I also hold myself back from that So what, what motivates me is a feeling. What motivates you is, is a, a feeling. feeling mm -hmm. That I have everything that I want. I don't know. Like I already have everything that I want. And that's what keeps me going. What do you believe it is that motivates your girlfriend? You know, I don't know. Because there's a lot. There's a lot. 
Can I talk to her real quick? Yeah, for sure. Here. Hello? Hi. Hello. Uh, your boyfriend was telling me that he feels like you guys uh, have two different motivations. Yeah. Why? Well, what do you think your two different motivations well, are? I'm not. I'm not sure. I think. I don't know why he would say that. I feel like we both want. We both have similar motivations. Like we both feel like we can achieve greatness in a sense and that we both have a deep purpose that we're both trying to find and that's what motivates us is that we know that we're important to this world in some way yeah I don't know if he can can he hear me right now if I talk um, yeah, I can hear you. What I get from both of you guys is that I can tell both of you, uh, regardless of the actual methods, regardless of the how, the how is not important, but the, uh, the what you guys seem to be on the same level of, which is that both of you are interested in uh, improving yourselves. And aspiring higher. Neither of you seem to be uh, very complacent. You're both interested in becoming better people. Would you both agree on that? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think that while I don't know how you guys differ in your approach to becoming better people, or even if you agree on what your definition of being a better person is, you well both said. have that aspiration to become better people. And maybe together, you can kind of, both having the same what, both having that same goal of becoming a better person, maybe together you help each other figure out the how of achieving that goal. And uh, that is something that brings you two closer together. This is making me emotional. How do you how do you feel about that? I don't know. You're like the first person who's ever said that. I don't know. I feel like everyone in our lives are like against us being together. Just because we are different and we do have different ways of doing things. But the way you said that, that was beautiful. What's your boyfriend's name? Elijah. What do you think about that, Elijah? <laughs> I don't know what to say right now. He's speechless. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Why do people say that you guys shouldn't be together? They've always said that. Why do you think they say that? I don't know why. Because they're opinionated. Because mm -hmm. everyone has their own opinions. Sure, sure. I mean, they're entitled to that, but it, but who am I to care about someone else's opinion? Because in the so, end, like, like, I'm not going to be with them in the end anyway. So... What's it to me to listen to someone else? You sound like you but disagree you know, with those people. Yeah. Yeah, I do. They just never saw what I saw. Sure. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because even though maybe you guys do differ on, like I said, the how, that almost to me is a good thing. Because it means that you have things to learn from each other. You know, if both of you had the exact same philosophies on how to become a better person, then there would almost be no reason for you two to be in each other's lives because you wouldn't be adding anything. 
Whereas if you both have different perspectives on this, you're both gaining something from each other toward uh, your common goal. So I actually think... Yo, you're on another level. I didn't even know that. No, the geck is woke as fuck. That's why I listen to him all the time. Oh my god. So, how do you guys feel about all of that? Yeah, I knew what you... I already knew what you had to say. (laughs) I knew that calling in would give me some sort of insight. I did kind of call for a weird reason, but the underlying reason was trying to figure out, I guess, like... I guess how to come to terms with his differences... And you answered that question beautifully. And thank you for that. Of course. Thank you guys for calling. Is there anything uh, that you want to say to each other before we go? Yes. I might have lost you. (laughs) What did you say? I said, I think silence speaks more than words. Uh, Well, thank you guys very much for calling. Is there anything you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, Just send love to everyone and do your best to try to understand people who are different than you and send them as much compassion and love as you can. Elijah. What do you got to say to the people? Much love and have a blessed, have a blessed day and in grace on your journey. Thank you. Thank you guys for talking to me. You guys have a good rest of the night. You too. Okay. All right. Thoughts, 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 thoughts. That was an interesting one. That was intense. You could cut that tension with a knife. Uh, Couldn't get a great read on Elijah. Elijah was a strong but silent type. But you could... He kind of revealed his passion to us when he was going on his thing about how he doesn't care about other people's opinions about why him and his girlfriend shouldn't be together. And that kind of revealed his thoughts on his relationship. Which is that he does think that him and his girlfriend should be together. Um, Let's see. I was talking about uh, they have a common what. They both were interested in self-improvement. You know, Raquel was bringing up uh, all this Buddhist stuff, and, you know, she got into it because she's searching for some kind of higher meaning or higher whatever as a person. And... um, God, when I talk, you could tell when I first started talking to Elijah, he like he wasn't there to bullshit. He wasn't there to play little games with me. He was he got into it immediately. He got into it immediately. Talking about um, oh, fuck, what was he talking about? I just remember he was talking about you know ways that he wanted to improve himself, and that was like that. That was these guys' through line. They just disagreed about how to do it because she had a little bit of this I guess you could call it baggage with this whole Buddhist philosophy thing but she was kind of trying to get away from it and he was a little bit trapped in himself and he was trying to get away from that and um, you know I meant what I said hopefully they can kind of help each other become better people because that's kind of what being in a relationship is about right not that I have a lot of experience to draw on but you have other people in your life so they can show you things that you weren't able to get to yourself so 
I think it's a good thing. And uh, I am a gecko on the internet. We did it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.